0: You're listening to episode 154 of the Marathon Running Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about post running nutrition. This is the Marathon Running Podcast by Letty and Ryan from We Got the Runs. Join us in our running community for weekly content that is motivational, educational, and inspirational. And let the Marathon Running Podcast take you from the starting line to the finish line and beyond. Hey, runners, and welcome to episode 154. My name is Letty.
1: My name is Ryan.
0: And we are your co-hosts for the Marathon Running Podcast, a podcast where we try to bring you the experts so you can be informed when it comes to nutrition, training, and we'll bring you motivational stuff as well every here and then, now and then. And uh, here we are today. Our topic today is post-running nutrition. So who do you have for us? So today I'm bringing back Serena Marie, and she helps us kind of dissect Everything when it comes to post running nutrition, we drafted up some questions for her, such as which runs do you need to really pay attention to when it comes to post-run nutrition? We talked about exactly what happens to your body that makes nutrition so important. We talked about the type of nutrients you need to bring back to your body, um, calculating the right amount of it. And then we also talked about protein powders because I don't know what you feel like, but I feel like I'm overwhelmed by the protein powder industry. Everybody's pitching you to buy their product because it's the best. So we talked to her about what ingredients to look for when it comes to protein powder and basically how to pick it.
1: Yeah, a lot of the nutritional supplement industry is advertising. And
0: and so they have to say theirs is better or they have to give you some reason why to choose theirs over others, but a lot of it's marketing. I agree. And I think that's why, you know, it was good to have her come on and ask her exactly that question. So are you ready to hop into this conversation? Let's do it. All right. So without any further ado, we're now going to play our conversation with Serena Marie, registered dietitian. All right, so I'm back on with our registered dietitian Serena Marie. Serena, thank you so much for joining me again.
1: No problem. I love I love joining. And we love having
0: you because you always give us very awesome advice. And today we're going to talk about post-running nutrition, um something that most of us probably do wrong because we focus on the run, but then we don't focus really on what we do afterwards. To be honest, a lot of us just get really hungry while we run. We think about what we're going to eat, but we don't focus on what we could and should do nutritionally and how that could impact our future selves. So with that, let's start with the very basic question um, about after how many miles does post running nutrition become important and how does the duration and intensity of a run affect that certain nutrition need?
1: Yeah. So I think what you had said kind of to kick us off here was really important. And that's that a lot of runners maybe like know they need to eat more or like realize they're hungrier than their friends. But that's about all of the like thought that goes into the nutrition. And I find a lot of times like sometimes in my practice, I work with disordered eating. I work with runners who are struggling with, you know, um anorexic, anorexic tendencies or binge eating. But a lot of the people I'm working with have no idea that they are so severely underfueling. They're just kind of like, yeah, you know, like I I don't, I don't diet. Like, yeah, I just eat food. I'm fine. And then I take a look at their intake and I'm like, holy moly, like, wait until you learn how to feel like an athlete. You are going to feel like you're flying. It's going to be incredible. Um, So, you know, how many miles does it take to start thinking about post-run nutrition? Um, You know, I would say the first thing we need to kind of think about is like, what does our eating look like overall? If you're somebody who is eating low carb or unintentionally like eating a lot of vegetables and protein and not adding a lot of carb to her diet or his diet um, and fats, it's important for us to realize then post-run nutrition becomes more important because you're you're under fueling at those other meals. Um, but really I would say if you are running a workout that is like less than 45 minutes and it's an easy workout and you're just not taking fuel first thing in the morning, um, because you know, you don't necessarily need it, quote unquote. That post-run nutrition becomes more important because you you went into that workout fasted. <clears throat> if you are running a run that is over an hour, if you're doing a workout that is shorter, but it's more intense, your your heart rate's going to be getting up, you're going to be breathing heavy. Um, then I would, I would definitely make sure to prioritize getting that post-workout nutrition in. Um Workouts that are over an hour, workouts that are harder, definitely you want to just be aware that you're going to need more carbohydrate in addition to protein after a workout. So the harder the workout, the more carbohydrate that we want to kind of make sure that we're adding after our, our run.
0: Okay, perfect. And I can only second what you said about the potentially underfueling without even being aware of it, because a lot of us start running because we want to get in shape. We start running And then we lose some weight and then we kind of plateau or maybe gain some weight back. So then we just keep running because we want to keep fit and maybe potentially lose more weight. So rather than perhaps getting the right nutrients in us, we just eat less and try to run and then, you know, create that caloric deficit that we're all trying to always get for, for, you know, the craziest reasons. So, um let's talk about what happens during our runs to our bodies which causes post run nutrition to become so important.
1: Yeah. So um you keep like saying like such amazing statements and I'm like I got it. I got to just comment on that. So, you know the fact that a lot of us come to the running world to lose weight. I know I personally came to the world of running to lose weight. I would say 95% of people come to lose weight and then the last 5% it's like to get healthy. <laughs> um and you know in our culture, there's a lot of really toxic messages around health equals weight loss or um, eating less calories, eating less energy, eating less carbs, eating less fat equals healthy. And it's really important. If you can like remember one thing from today's episode, it's that when you're a runner, you are taking on the responsibility – of putting a massive amount of stress on your body. You know, to us, we're in this little bubble. We're like, oh yeah, like so-and-so runs. She does a marathon. She does an ultra. She runs 5Ks. Like it's so normal to us that we're just kind of like everybody runs. But in reality, running is a huge stress to the body. And I want us to think about it. I, I don't want us to hear this word stress and be like, Serena's saying running's bad for you. That's not what I'm saying. Running is a form of something called hormesis, which is when you put a stress intentionally in the body. So for instance, you run and it's important for there to be that adaptation in the body to get stronger from it, to become healthier from it. But that's only possible if you have enough of those balancing inputs. You're sleeping enough, you're eating enough, you're resting enough, you're running your easy days easy. If you're just running, 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 eating less, eating less, eating less, running is no longer healthy for you. I don't care if you're losing weight and you now look more like, you know, the the women on the magazines more than ever. I don't care about that because your genetics may not be so where it is healthy for you to look like the person on the magazine. Like we all have different body types and what's my healthy body is different than what's Letty's healthy body, which is different than whoever you are listening, your healthy body. And so it's just really important for us not to get kind of hung up in this culture of like, I wanna be as thin as possible. (laughs) Um, Okay, so that said, it relates to what happens to your body that makes us need to care about post-run nutrition. So when you're running... Um, you are, you know, basically breaking down muscle fibers, right? There's these little tears in your fibers and the harder the workout, like a marathon is going to have like a massive, um, impact on, you know, the function of your body. There's going to be cellular tears in your muscles or or micro tears in your muscles. There's going to be acute kidney injury. There's going to be some like level of, um, muscle breakdown and dehydration that actually can impact your kidneys, which increases, um, calorie needs. Um, but even in just, just quote unquote, you know, a hard hour long effort or a speed workout or a hill workout, there's still going to be breakdown of muscle. So I want you to think about it like a house. If I was to take a sledgehammer and, you know, put a hole in your wall with a sledgehammer and you wanted to fix it. You wouldn't be like, oh, let me take this thin air and fix the the hole in my wall. You would know you need resources. You need concrete or I, I have no idea how to fix a wall, plaster, bricks, whatever. And so that's what food is to our body. Food is the the plaster, the bricks, the cement, whatever, um, to fix the 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 tears in your muscles. So after a workout, we need protein. That's literally the 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 concrete, the the material to rebuild the muscle. And then we need carbohydrate to assist in. In the building of that muscle and the healing of that muscle to facilitate um, anabolic growth. So protein and carbohydrate are kind of the stars of that post-workout nutrition.
0: Okay, perfect. So why don't we hop into, well, should we hop into talking about the caloric numbers?
1: Um, I want to kind of start first by thinking about hitting your protein goal after a run. Okay. So rather than thinking about calories, I want to kind of separate this into thinking about getting enough protein, thinking about getting enough carbs. If there's also some fat and veggies on your plate, cool, that's fine. But they're not the stars of the show. They're not like the must haves after a workout. So after a workout, um, we really want to hit this 20 to 30 grams of protein number. So for my meat eaters, really nice and easy. You take your palm of your hand, you look at the thickness of your palm of your hand The size of the palm of your hand. If you eat that quantity of fish, chicken, beef, what any meat or fish, you're going to hit 20 to 30 grams. My plant based athletes, it's a little trickier. We can totally get it done, but there's a little bit more memorization. Um, So I would say if you make a fist with your hand right now, a fist and a half of beans would get you that 20 to 30 gram number. Um, There's ways for us to combine things like hemp seeds and nutritional yeast with like beans or edamame and Take all these different plant-based protein sources um, to figure out how to hit that 20 to 30 gram number. And that's something I, I teach in my my Eat Like an Athlete program. Um, okay, so that's our protein. We need our protein, uh, whey protein powder, vegan protein powder. Those are super easy. Greek yogurt, eggs, cottage cheese, um, any protein source doesn't matter then we need to pair it with carbohydrate. So what we're kind of trying to do is figuring out like our, our, our sweet spot. And so I usually say at a minimum, we should have about one fist worth of cooked carbohydrate in our, in our post-workout meal. That's really for my like run walkers, um, my like newer, newer runners. As we get more advanced, um, we need to be adding more carbohydrate to our post-workout meal. So if you are someone training for a half um, and you're doing speed work, you're going to need more than somebody who's doing a half and isn't focusing so much on speed work. If you're someone running, doing a half marathon with strength training and speed work, you're going to need more than somebody who's, you know, quote unquote, just running a half and not really adding the strength and the the speed. So, so taking those fists and adding extra to your post-workout meal until you get to a point where you're staying full for a good uh, two hours, if it's, um, if you're somebody who likes to kind to eat smaller meals throughout the day or three to four hours if you're somebody who likes to eat more of like a, a meals and snack situation. So relying on your hunger and fullness cues can kind of help us find your sweet spot for how much carb you need.
0: Okay, perfect. And I know that, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense having the fist and the hand as a as a guidance. But then for those people who do track on fitness pal and all that stuff, is there a number that you can uh, kind of tell us approximately? Because I feel like a lot of times while we get hungry while we run, it's hard to just, quote unquote, eat a fistful of carbs. Um, I know that on my plate, normally there's more, you know, when it's not necessary that it be that way.
1: Well, I I think for you, like you're a freaking Boston marathon runner. Like I would not... If you told me you just had a fist, I'd be like, well, that's not good, right? Like that's like more for that like 5K newer runner. So so it makes sense that you're you're getting more. But calorie needs change wildly, right? Like if the person listening right now, if you're like a six foot three man versus if you're a five foot one, you know, petite female, like those needs are going to change wildly. So there's not really like a, oh yeah, like get this amount of, of calories from carb now because protein stays, um, consistent, um, 25 times four is I think a hundred, uh, 25 times four. Yeah. So like getting around hundred, 150 calories from protein, that's a consistent recommendation I can give you because we're getting that 20 to 30 grams. Uh, there's four calories per gram of protein. Um, but for carb, it's, it's going to wildly change depending on the athlete and the type of workout.
0: Okay. And so then with that, um, what type of carbs are we talking here when we're talking about carbs? Cause I know that before a race, you're supposed to eat more like simple carbs because it's going to help you digestion during your race. But then when you refuel, you're supposed to have a little bit more of a complex carb. I think that's what you call them last time. So maybe you can give us some examples on what are some good foods to refuel with
1: totally so um so okay so we went through a bunch of protein sources um so the the carbohydrate before a workout letty just nailed it so we want something low in fiber super easy to digest those like uh white bread like candy type situation after a workout, we really need a combination. We want some usable carbohydrates. So I want those starches that my body can use and for energy. But then I also want some fiber in there to help balance my blood sugar, right? One of the, the tricky things about being a runner is we're so hungry and we're hungry all the time. And we need to be aware of how to balance our blood sugar to help re- contain that hunger. You know, hunger is not bad, but it can be annoying if you're hungry like every Every freaking hour. So one of the ways we can do this is by choosing these more complex carbohydrates. So if you're choosing a bread source, can you choose a bread source that has, you know, three to five grams of fiber in it? So that way, some of the carbohydrate is coming from Um, starch that your muscles can use. And then some of it's coming from fiber. Um, So Dave Killer Bread is is a brand I really like, for instance. Um, So bread's a good choice. A cereal, cereal that has some fiber in it. um, Or we can always add extra fiber with things like ground chia seeds or avocado or um, flax seeds, things like that. Um, So cereal, bread, um, doing things like um, like toast, crackers, um, having like dates and oats in like a smoothie, oatmeal, um, all these carbohydrate sources can be a, a good choice when we're creating a post-workout uh, snack or meal.
0: Okay, perfect. And then when it comes to protein, obviously, if you're morning runners, even if you are a meat eater, you're not going to go sit and have a steak. A lot of us use protein powders. And so I kind of wanted to touch on this briefly about the controversial, you can only drink this protein, you shouldn't drink this protein, it varies from brand to brand. I don't know if it's a pitch for some people to sell a certain protein that they support, but what are your thoughts on about uh, on all these protein sources and brands that are out there?
1: Yeah. So, um, okay. So protein powder, I think is an awesome way to get protein in. Cause like you said, especially some of us, when we finish a hard run or a workout, we're not hungry. And so it's tempting to skip that post-workout nutrition because you're like, Oh, I'm not hungry. I feel sick. And drinking those calories can be a great way to sneak in getting that nutrition. So I don't think we've mentioned this, but I think an important thing to note is there's kind of this like 30 minute to 120 minute window where our body is best able to kind of utilize our nutrition to support recovery. So generally my rule of thumb, the research is like a little wonky of like, is it 30 minutes? Is it two hours? But Usually what I say, so this is a little bit of like a Serena ism, is if you are in, you know, peri or postmenopause. Try your best to get your protein in uh, within 30 minutes. If you are um, a runner who is not yet in peri or postmenopause um, or you're a man, uh, then you can consider thinking about your workouts depending on their difficulty. So if I've done a workout that has really kicked my butt, I really want to try my best to get that post-workout nutrition in within 30 minutes versus if it's a more gentle or moderate movement, giving yourself that post-workout window for two hours. So, so anyway, so the, po- the protein powder can make it easy to get that nutrition and knowing now that you do need to prioritize that nutrition within 30 minutes to two hours. So protein powder um, is convenient and it can be a really awesome bioavailable source of protein. If I had to, this is no shade at my plant-based athletes, but if I had to kind of pick the best protein source out there, it would be some kind of whey protein. Whey protein stimulates muscle protein synthesis, um, which is basically recovery and building new muscle. Um, it has the strongest like, um, it boosts it the most of all the different protein sources so if you can if you eat whey if you eat if you're not a plant-based athlete and you can choose a hydrolyzed isol- um isolated um whey protein source protein powder that's a great that's a great thing to to do that's a great place to start um and uh, Also, though, if you are a plant-based athlete, doing a pea protein, pea protein does contain a lot of those branched chain amino acids that can be supportive of rebuilding and boosting um, muscle post-workout. So uh, that's one thing to consider. It's like, can you choose that whey protein or can you choose a pea protein? Now, the other thing we're looking at, Letty, is when you're looking at the nutrition facts label of your protein powder, because there's a bajillion brands out there. We wanna make sure that we're choosing a protein powder that actually is giving you what you need. And what I mean by that is some of these protein powders on the market are loaded with like sugar and you're paying all this money for a protein powder. And when you look at the label, it's like there's 12 grams of carb Per serving. And really what we need to remember is carbs are cheap. Like I can buy bananas and oatmeal and rice for like a buck or whatever. Protein is more expensive. So when I'm looking at the nutrition facts label of whatever protein I'm buying, I want to make sure that when I look at that serving size, the serving size is either one or two scoops, you know, preferably one scoop. So we're getting the most bang for a buck the serving of protein we're getting is between 20 and 30 grams. So that way we're stimulating muscle protein synthesis. We need that 20 to 30 grams to really boost recovery and that that carb content is minimal, that it's five grams or less. Um, because again, carb is important post-workout, but it's cheap. Like I can just go grab a banana. I don't have to pay, you know, 60 bucks for a tub of sugar. So that's kind of like what I would be considering if I was buying a protein powder.
0: That's awesome. I've never looked at it that way, but it makes complete sense. And so, then for our listeners, can you perhaps give us your favorite brand that you use for the whey protein and maybe if you know a good pea protein, let us know what that is?
1: Yes. Um so I like the Naked Whey. Um personally, I like to buy unflavored protein powder and then just add my own flavor with like stevia drops. That way I don't have to have like a chocolate flavor and a vanilla flavor like to me, I don't eat a lot of protein powder for me to be like worth it. But for some people, they love all the fun flavors and that's that's fine too. Um, and then there is a brand of plant-based protein that is delicious. It is called New Zest. It just came to me. Um, it's really, really yummy. I've tried the strawberry before and the chocolate before and I thought it was delicious. Um, so I would say that's a really good brand of plant-based protein powder for you guys to consider.
0: Perfect. And we will link that. And then my last question... Are there any foods or supplements that runners should definitely avoid after a run and why?
1: Oh, after a run. Um. Hmm. Okay. So I again, I, I hate to be so annoying, but so much of nutrition is so highly individualized. So, you know, I, I want to make this like blanket statement. If you're sitting there and you're like, oh, wait, I do that and it's fine, then, then this does not apply to you. But for those of you who have really sensitive stomachs, if you are the person who's like, I get really nauseous after a run, I get sick after a run, I'm not hungry after a run. Um, Having food that is really high in and fat sometimes can make that worse, like can make you feel sicker, especially solid fat, like drinking, you know, nut butter in your smoothie probably won't be an issue. But if you were to have like French fries or like fried chicken, (laughs) like, You know, like that probably is going to make you feel more nauseous and sick. So avoiding that. Um, This is a weird thing to say as a dietitian, But if we're struggling with getting nutrition in post-workout, we don't want to like waste that stomach space on like carrots. Okay, like we don't need vegetables are very low in calories. So veggies are awesome. Have them at the meal after your post-workout nutrition. But post-workout nutrition, really, we want to make sure we're getting like that protein and um carbohydrate. And then in terms of like supplements, I mean, uh, no, I would say like, I would encourage, um, like choosing something maybe that has some like nitric oxide in it, like drinking some beet juice or taking some tart cherry juice that can help with recovery. But I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I'm like, please avoid this. Um,
0: So thank you so much, Serena. This is super helpful. And for our listeners that want to get in touch with you and find you, how can you do that?
1: Yeah. So, um, follow me on Instagram, Serena Marie RD. Um, if you can go to serenamarieRD.com. I'm also happy to offer all your listeners, um, like a 15% off discount on my services. So, uh, just let me know you found me through Letty's pod and I'm totally happy to offer that, uh, deal to you guys since I'm always on this podcast, there should be some kind of like gift to you for listening to me. So, <laughs>
0: Thank you so much. You're super awesome. And we'll link everything in our show notes. Thank you, Serena.
1: You're welcome. Thanks.
0: All right. Thank you, Serena, so much for talking with us and clarifying all these things that we touched on today. And Ryan, what are your, um, you know, not famous last words. <laughs> what are your thoughts on all of the stuff discussed?
1: What protein powder are you going to buy, Letty?
0: Well, I think I'm going to try her brand, the vegan one that she, she suggested. We do have a link to our Amazon storefront, which Ryan, you didn't know until now. We have an Amazon storefront where we put our recommendations, our own favorites and favorites of the people that we interview. It's www.amazon.com forward slash shop another forward slash running podcast. Running podcast is our Instagram handle. And of course, since it's our Amazon storefront, we earn a small commission on the products. I actually have no idea how it works yet. I just wanted to have a place where I put all the recommendations. Probably not that much. But it doesn't cost any more for anyone. It doesn't cost any more for anyone, no. Anything else? Any final words from you, Letty? Well, I learned a lot. Um, it's nice to learn how to look at things, you know, when it comes to measuring how much food to put on your plate to also what nutrients to look for. It was kind of, it was really cool. I learned a lot this time. That being said, I've always liked to look at labels. And and even if you don't know what things are, you, you learn by just seeing them over and over again and you'll see what's in what it's kind of interesting yeah it's an interesting thing to pay attention to so so that's it for this week tune in for next week when we have a super amazing episode because we are interviewing a father-daughter duo who have been running for 25 years together crossing finish lines and this year they crossed the finish line together in boston so super excited for that so that'll be next monday and until then
1: have a good week of running (laughs)
0: Thanks for tuning in. For more information, head to www.runningpodcast.us. And as always, have a great week of running.